Hi guys, welcome to episode four of Life Without the Edit with Lauren and Poppy, where this week we are going to start chatting about, <laughs> chatting about, um... <laughs> why do I sound so weird? <laughs> I don't know what that was, chatting. <laughs> um, we're going to be chatting about kind of coming out of quarantine as we kind of slowly, gradually move back to whatever a new normal looks like. And um, yeah, I've obviously started... Um, going back to my new normal because I've come up to London this week and um this is actually very apt timing because I really already missed the new forest because I was uh, seeing a friend this morning and on my way back I uh saw a man weeing in a bin oh oh no that... <sighs> in a bin who wees in a bin and you know what the worst thing was he was like looking around as he went like smiling at everyone who walked past like yeah I'm enjoying it and I'm going to enjoy every minute. I wonder, do you think they've closed public toilets with uh, everything that's happening? Yeah, they've done most of them. But um, obviously boys don't have that issue because they can just go wherever they want. But taking it to a new extreme, going in a bin, right? Oh, no. Sorry, that sounded like I was excusing it. Oh, but they closed public toilets. (laughs) (laughs) Go in a bin. (laughs) But... Maybe I, I'm, I'm trying to think to his defence. I don't know. Maybe he had a few too many last night and he, he still had a few too many in his system. Who knows? But, but yeah. We, but we don't have that luxury. Like, as a girl, we can't just be like, right, let's get it out here and now I'm ready to go. We've got to, like, plan. But I think it's better to plan. And if you plan, it works your, your muscles a bit better, you know, holding, holding on. So <laughs> I think it's... I think it's it's better and no one no one wants to be on the street like no one so well I don't know yeah that's just that thing I was just like walking down like yeah you wouldn't see this in the new forest um so it's kind of like that transition back like I remember like in the new forest I'd like go on a walk and like hear the birds tweeting and see the horses like munching on their hay and then tooting's just there like with the national anthem of like police sirens and all you see is like pigeons eating other pigeons poo it's just not the same that's gross. Do you know, I actually, I once saw a pigeon eat chicken and that re- ha- have you ever seen that before? Because that really disturbed me and it took me a moment to understand why it disturbed me, but it was a pigeon eating chicken. That's a bird eating a bird. And I don't know why that really, that really got to me. That took me a second, that took me a second to realise like what it was, at, what you were actually saying. Yeah. Bird, buddy, bird. That's like going against bro code a bit. Why well, is a birdie bird world? Uh, <laughs> on, on pigeons, totally off topic as well. I heard something the other day and it really made me think for a second and that's saying something. Have you ever seen a baby pigeon? No. I have never seen a baby pigeon. You see every like animal with its babies. I've never seen a pigeon with its pigeonettes or its piglet or something i don't know what they are but i just do they exist um they would exist but it might be that when they fledge from the nest that they're fully grown oh we've got steve backshaw back (laughs) i'm just i'm thinking you don't normally see baby birds of any sorts really occasionally you do but i reckon once they like fly the nest they're pretty they're pretty full size you might not notice do you know what this is totally off topic but as we're talking about birds when I was in London once, and I remember this, I was waiting for a bus in Camden and 
there was this noise overhead and then all of a sudden an entire chicken carcass a, a raw chicken carcass fell inches from my face and splattered on the floor and honestly that I mean that could have done some serious injury it had bones and everything it would drop from a seagull a seagull had obviously somehow found an entire chicken carcass and was trying to carry it and I think it got a bit too heavy and it dropped in and it missed me by literally centimeters oh my god could you imagine if that hit you I think it would have knocked me out Imagine being knocked out by a chicken carcass and then going to <laughs> being like rescue me. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine that like, in hospital and they're just like this girl's been hit in the head with a chicken carcass? Oh, no. <laughs> Could you imagine if you had like permanent brain damage and then people ask, "Oh God, like how did it happen?" And you're just there like a chicken carcass. And I, I just honestly, it can only happen in London can only happen in London. And also, why was there a seagull in London anyway? Like, it was very... Oh, Camden, it's got the lock. Oh, that was really... Also, you've just given another example of um, a bird eating another bird. Seagull eating a chicken. Oh, yeah. They're all doing it. They're all doing it. Only, only in London. They're on another level. It's like the pigeons in London are on another level. But, uh, hey, let's not talk about pigeons so much. Um we were going to talk about um coming out of quarantine but actually it's a pigeon special today yeah very pigeons all, all the pigeon facts um so anyway how are you how are you finding moving back like into london and into your flat yeah no it's good um yeah moving back obviously what i was saying about that kind of the transitioning in locations before kind of we started ranting about baby pigeons um it's just even things like you know when you go for like a walk or a run like when back home like you would smile I'd say 99% of the time at someone when you pass them on your walk maybe a wave if you're feeling confident but if you did that in tooting they think they think you're about to like mug them I was smiling at people on my run yesterday and honestly the facial expressions that were returned were as if I was about to like steal their puppy I just want some like social contact I'm not a creep um it's also the same with like I don't know things like waving in the car to thank the other driver. God forbid doing that now. No one says thanks anyone. Like no one. Why do you think it is that a city is often so different? Because you know I think even I found myself in the city occasionally. Like I don't know what it is. Like normally it was during rush hour, but I find myself let's say grumpier than usual and I I don't know what it is it maybe it's something to do with like less fresh air more concrete but I just feel that people they get a little bit more withdrawn into themselves when you're when you're in a busy city do you know what I mean it just it kind of switches a, a, a something off in you where you're just not the nicest version of yourself yeah totally I feel like I'm becoming one of them after just a week of being back I reckon like so many people at the moment are kind of reevaluating like their future and and kind of what they want in terms of like where to live. So obviously, like you've gone back. I'm I'm still out in sort of Essex countryside just because for me, like work's not back um, at the moment. So there, there's kind of no point for me. But you know, I've had several friends like during this sort of two month lockdown who are now that they've decided to move out of London for good. So. You know, they know that they're going to be working from home a lot more. 
and you know because of this and because you know they don't have to do that like nine to five kind of working within the office every single day has completely changed their their mindset and and if they're just going to commute like once or twice then they're just like right I want to move like one of my friends moved to Bath oh yeah and you know what it I you know this will upset you but you know when I've been here it has crossed my mind like I love being out in the fresh like clean air and but you know one thing I really really noticed and honestly you you don't notice when you're living there for like such a significant time but you know like at the end of the day like in London I always have like two showers a day one in the morning like one when I get back from work because I feel so dirty and when I used to clean my face like take off my makeup you know a lot of stuff would come off but I would just be like oh it's my makeup like you know it's that's just that's it but you know here on the days where I've sort of put on makeup and put on that you know I'm putting on like a similar kind of level and then I go to take it off at the end of the day and then I realize that it's just makeup coming off like my foundation is coming off onto that like cotton wool as foundation color in London I'd take it off and it would be like black brown kind of like like that dusty kind of like color and then I'd be like that wasn't the color of the foundation that I put on and you realize how much how much dirt is on your face sorry little rant there but Mm, dirty face no I know (laughs) what you mean I know what you mean about the hygienic aspect of living in London like it's just on another level I once had um I once had a woman on the tube sneeze in my ear she obviously like I think panicked like last minute about where to go and instinctively like turned her head away and just so happens that my ear was in the firing line <laughs> obviously now if someone did that to you on the tube you would be like oh my god you probably just gave me covid but before that it was just like an unpleasant sneezing experience but yeah i just don't think people care as much in london about uh hygienic levels so yeah it, it does make you slightly wary than when going out in london i think so how are you like are you missing your sort of family should I mention your dog, the one that was annoying you before? Are you missing him now? Do you know what? Don't even, because obviously in our last podcast, I spoke about when we were talking about kind of ending up hating the people you're quarantining with. I keep saying quarantining with. That's not a word, quarantining with. Um, and I spoke about obviously needing some time away from my dog. I take it all back. I'm already ready to see him again. I miss the company of having a dog so much. Um, and it's actually, it's driven me to doing something quite drastic um, on a rainy day a few days ago. Because obviously this weather, I think it's getting better now, but it was horrific. Um, I'm not sure if I told you this, but I um, I signed up to a website called Boring My Doggy. So it's like where people are lonely, you can like use other people's dogs as company. And I had to like create like a proper like profile of why I'm an avid dog lover like give all my availability. I now get texts from them and it comes through as woof woof. It's like being back on the dating apps. You can like match with dogs that you like the look of and you can take them on walks and everything. However, you have to pay a pound a month to be a premium member and actually like be able to do all this stuff, which I'm slightly resentful towards, but I think it will be um, worth it in the long run. So it'll be good to keep me busy during this new normal period i think please don't tell me i'm really tragic and sad no i'm actually a member of boris <laughs> okay yeah i signed up probably about seven months ago although i've never borrowed any dogs so far i kind of yeah i was having like 
I was having some sort of like lonely afternoon. I was just like, I really want a dog around, like, you know, go out for a walk. I was doing quite a lot of runs. So I signed up, but I just never, I never took the kind of courage. I think you've got to reach out to people, don't you? And say like, hello. You've got to sell yourself and you can't do that until you're a premium member. So um, it's just about whether I'm willing to pay that. Um, what, pound that pound? That, that pound a month. To- <laughs> It's just the principle of it. Yeah, but if it's going, if it's going, I think this is a good cause. So I'll be willing to pay like a pound a month for something like that. Imagine the attention you'd get on walks. Like I've seen so many like Labrador puppies on there, like cockapoos. You know, when men take dogs out on walks and they say it's a real like woman magnet, you can do the same. You can borrow a dog, take this dog out, and you never know. You could find a man. I am not taking a dog out to collate men. <laughs> I do that in Sainsbury's, don't I? Yeah, sorry. Well, maybe, you know, people have many places. They That can just be... Sainsbury's yeah. is one of the places you, you scout out. <laughs> yeah, like change up the scenery. <laughs> the next one, you you could be like, you know, have this massive dog and be accidentally like, look like you're struggling and a nice nice man will come along and be like, let me help you. What, struggling with a little Labrador puppy that's, like, licking my too much? We don't know. Get one of those. Get, like, a Great Dane. (laughs) Or get a plant. What? Right. I'm so into my plants. You know I like plants anyway. But recently, I've I've been loving my plants. I've been talking to them. I've been going to buy new plants. I've like I've gendered them as well so I have a couple of girls and a couple of boys and my dad the other day was like what how do you know it's a girl or how do you know if it's a boy and I was just like you just know dad I was like you connect and you just know and then the other day I went to the garden center and okay what in the like world would you least expect a plant to smell like I honestly don't have an answer for you tell me Right. I found a plant and I can't pronounce its name because I think it's Latin, but it was something, something, Korma. And yes, it smells of curry. Why would you want a plant that smells like a curry? Glorious. Honestly, it's amazing. It's divine. So I'm putting it out into the garden. This is an outdoor plant. So I've got plants out in the garden. And then you go in, you give the, it's a herb, you give it like a shake. You shake the like bush, and then all of a sudden you can smell curry. What, just like with the poppadoms and chutney next to it? Yeah, you know what? I'm. I reckon they say it's a home you put in cooking. I'm gonna make a korma. Stop it. That's the missing ingredient I've been looking for. I'm honestly not sure how to respond to that. What do you? What do you talk to them about? I bet you. Um, I bet you name them all as well. Like orchid, get away from dandelion. <laughs> oh no, I give them. Oh, I don't give them their plant name, but they have like names. What, like Rose of the Rose? No, like I don't actually know that. I, I can. I've got this prayer plant out in the conservatory, and she's called Julia. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you're admitting all this. Do you know what they say? If you talk to plants, it helps them grow, and Julia is. 
thriving. I've just bought her like a little mister because she's a rainforest plant. So I go in at the mornings and give her a little mist because she likes nice and like moist conditions. So I missed her every morning. She's loving it. You don't need a man again. You're sorted with your plants. <laughs> just me and my plants, my many plants. Yeah, I've just ordered another one as well. So wait till that comes. I'll have literally when I move back into London, there won't be any room for my bed in my room. Just be me and me and my many plants. You and your rainforest. <laughs> right, moving us away from Julia and back to our topic. Yes. Yeah, so with lockdown kind of easing and shops and potentially pubs opening back up in July which I was very happy about um we kind of wanted today to talk today about kind of moving out of lockdown and really how our social habits will have changed and might have changed forever and so I was reading actually a little bit about uh, forming new habits and apparently and every individual it's different but on average it only takes a couple of months to form like a new habit so a habit is something you kind of you do quite a lot and obviously unconsciously I guess so you know we could easily have formed new habits in this sort of short isolation period did you just say short isolation period <laughs> okay it's, it's been long but I meant in the scale of our lives it's short yeah okay so yeah it fair enough it's been long but what I'm saying is we can definitely have formed habits and long-lasting habits in that time which I think is crazy that we can do that but I thought um what would be quite good uh, to start is habits that maybe we ourselves feel like we've formed during this time but habits that we really want to drop when we come out of isolation okay how long have you got <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe shorten it to your sort of key ones so like let me give an example of maybe one that I so I've been having to think about kind of things that I've realized myself that I'm doing so one of the things that I do on a daily basis is I turn everything into my life into a musical at the moment so like when I'm doing stuff around my house kind of like when I'm talking to the plants I'm often singing about what I'm doing and like the, the other day as well just randomly like I'm in the kitchen just I think I was making myself a drink and I just start singing that like happy birthday song to myself for no reason just no reason and then I go and do something I'm getting changed and I sing about getting changed it doesn't have rhythm it doesn't rhyme I'm just making my life into a musical why were you singing happy birthday that that's so rogue it wasn't anyone's birthday I've, I mean, I've just got this image of you like i don't know doing the washing up singing like i'm gonna wash that plate right out of the sink <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness i love that but also have you ever thought how strange that song was when you were washing your hair when you were like i'm gonna wash that man right out of my hair what what does that mean it's a, like a metaphor of like, he's gone, he's out of my hair. Like, do you know what I mean? When someone stresses you out, they're in your hair and you just like, get rid of them. Oh, I was I was thinking about that song the other day and I thought, that's weird. I think you were thinking about it too literally. I actually was. I was thinking more physically. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I kind of want to stop. I want to stop doing that and singing. It's lovely to sing, but I think 
you know, especially when I move back to London, I'll be living with other people um, and who aren't my family who can deal with my sort of strangeness that I need to, I need to tone it down. I think that's a very good idea. Um, okay, let me um, say one of mine. And it's not connected to musicals because I don't think I go around singing happy birthday when it's not anyone's birthday. Um, but one of mine that's become severely unhealthy and detrimental to any kind of form of productivity is, and I've mentioned this to you many a time, and I think at the start of lockdown particularly, and it's still now going 12 weeks after, and that is the amount I play Sims. So obviously I rediscovered this at the start of lockdown and it seemed like a good idea. I bought all the uh, expansion packs and honest to God, I can go for hours into the night playing it. I create really gripping storylines that make it so hard to switch off. And then when I realise it's like, what, 3am in the morning, so I should probably go to bed, I just can't sleep. My mind goes into overdrive about like, oh god like did I turn the oven off or oh god I'm really worried she's not gonna get that promotion or oh the kids aren't doing too well at school maybe I need to get them some like tutoring who thinks about that stuff do you know what this is so this is I'm not gonna lie it's so sad and the thing is you create the narratives in your head there's no narrative on screen you're not you're doing this in your head you're like writing a story for the family and do you know what I also think if I told you five years ago that at like 25 or whatever you'll be playing sims to the early hours of the morning you'd be ashamed of yourself <laughs> i am ashamed of myself it, i don't i i don't think i'm alone with this though okay move on um to one of yours okay so i recently have got really into scrabble and but not the board game Scrabble because no one will play it with me in my in my house like the physical board game so I've downloaded an app and I play Scrabble with people across the globe and I'm so into it and I didn't know I've discovered so many new words and also Scrabble is so much more complicated than I originally thought go on tell me why it's more complicated than you originally thought so it's kind of hard to explain but there's so say you have a word and then you do another word coming down that like intersects that word and then people are so sneaky like they will put a letter in the corner and then they'll get points for like two words there and then they'll just put like an x there which is really high value or a z and then suddenly they're on 30 points and next minute they're on 150 and you're just like how did you do I get so angry at them and I get so competitive and I'm like no and then I put in like a 10 letter words and I'll get like five points it's it's literally infuriating and you like put this 10 letter word down you're like yes I'll get loads of points you barely get anything and yeah they place like one letter down what really annoyed I put a word down the other day and this person just put like this one letter in front of my word and then they like got all the points for my word plus additional and I was like sneaky that is I mean good play but sneaky I honestly think I just listened to what we've been talking about from an outsider's perspective from a second there (laughs) I think we need to get out more we've talked about pigeons scrabble and there was something else plants um but okay that's fair enough that's um, one that you'd like to lose I you won't though I bet that's something that will stick now wherever you are Probably. I mean, I've got the app on my phone. I get little notifications when someone plays their turn. 
Anyway, um, give me one of your habits, another one of your habits that you don't want to continue after lockdown. I guess my last one should probably be something to do with um, my habits of what I've been up to in Sainsbury's recently. Because obviously we talked about this a few podcasts ago about how I came across as a bit of a predator because I scout out men down the aisles. So I think maybe I should learn to stop that um, now that I can see people in the world more than I could when I was in lockdown with just my family. What do you think? Yeah, I would recommend. Uh, yeah, I think you need to to do that. I think it's probably creeping people out more than it's actually turning them on. So maybe go back. Maybe go back to the apps. Oh, but you said London's getting busier. I mean, more people will be out and about. I reckon especially when july comes might be a good time summer summer romance summer romance from a social distance what more could you want (laughs) be like greece summer loving they don't have to stay two meters apart so these are habits that we want to lose obviously that and then normally i reckon the weird ones that we've picked up in quarantine but do you think there's any like I was doing tons of sort of reading and there's a lot of people that saying that we've actually collected some good habits. I've definitely got a couple that I'd, I guess I'd want to continue afterwards. Yeah, me too. Um, one thing for me, I don't know if anyone else does this. Um, one thing I did, um, and I actually think it was quite a positive, like encouraging thing um, to do while spending all this time at home is um you know when children have their like little star charts on their wall and every time they do like a good thing it goes on the wall and they get like a star or a chocolate bar or a reward or something or, or a reward or something do you know what i mean yeah i do but i don't know where you're going with this okay i did something similar for me so not a star chart as such but i created like an isolation achievement chart and I mean, first of all, half the satisfaction was just creating this chart. I spent a lot of time on Microsoft Word. I whacked out, you know, the Word art, which I haven't used since about year eight. I used clip art oh, to find no. some like to find some like um, happy sunshines and rainbows to splodge all over the page. And then um, I printed it out. I blue tacked it to my wall. And every time that I would do something that I was proud of, like of achieving during the ten weeks, I'd whack it on the chart in like a really colourful felt tip pen. And by the end of it. I had this like nice full list of things I'd done and it was such a good feeling. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Some of the stuff on this, I would strongly question whether it had the right to make it onto the chart. Like, um, or like I, I cleaned my car or um, learned to cut boys hair, but that's not the point. I think it's just such like a mentally positive thing. And I think if anyone hasn't created their own little star chart achievement board, then give it a go. And I think that's something that can, come out of lockdown as well and kind of been used in everyday life for those days where I don't know you feel like you haven't been very productive you can just like I mean did you have a shower that day chuck it on the achievement board there's no rights yeah there's no rights or wrongs for what can make it onto the board I was going to say what qualified for the board because you just do like I woke up today ate breakfast qualified for the board I I mean I'd hope that um waking up for the day wouldn't just be an achievement but do you know what I mean like have a shower some days you know like if you don't want to wash your hair for like three weeks like if you've washed your hair put it on the board I guess it depends how much you've achieved if you get me but 
I think it's a really good idea because I don't think people say to themselves, well done enough. Like, I think people set themselves really high goals. You know, when you're like, I'm going to write a book in my life. I'm going to travel to 50 countries. And you set yourself these crazy goals and then you never, ever achieve them. Or it's like, at least yours were achievable. And then you could feel, you feel good at the end of the day because you could visually see oh I did that it's like it's like the satisfaction when you cross something off a list totally it's like that list thing of like creating a list where you can just keep ticking and ticking and ticking if you only put like one thing on your list that's write a book today that's not going to get ticked off whereas if you put eat breakfast have a shower um paint my nails like I mean obviously not like as such that kind of stuff but like it just will make you feel I think so positive like at the end of the day when you think that you've just slobbed around watching high school musical one two and three in the whole day obviously not speaking from experience I just think it's good um to kind of have that sort of proud moment of yourself I agree and you know what I was thinking the other day actually using this book example so I was reading like everything that you do you should break down into manageable manageable chunks and like say if you wanted to write a book and if I said to you Lauren go write a book now. That's like a really daunting task. But if every single day you wrote a page, at the end of a year, you'd have a 365-page book. Yeah, you're so right. That's such a good way of looking at it. Yeah, there we go. Very good habit to take into post-COVID. Thank you very much, Poppy. Right, let's move on to one of yours. Uh, Yeah, so something I think that a lot of people wanting to continue on is this kind of like old school classic baking. I reckon loads of people want to keep up after lockdown. Is this like bread baking? Like the sourdough obsession is real. And I, I read the other day on like Twitter where someone was describing sourdough like another like it's basically another family pet at this point is what they wrote because that's how much they're baking it that's how much they're loving it like it's intense but I think people want to keep up this kind of baking this baking love you know yeah I did this too I um I don't do much of it but I did bake when I was at home I baked these like you won't like them because like they're actually I wouldn't say they're yummy I'd say they're just like edible but nice um they're like these oat cookies so they're healthy um and it was great because none of my family ate them because they were healthy so they were like well no that's not going to taste nice so they were all for me um so I don't think I've done the proper baking experience but but that's what I've been doing do you know what I just (laughs) I I you've told me you're not very good at baking before so I I might not have touched those oat oat milk (laughs) um but you just reminded me, just you talking about baking, about the worst baking disaster I ever had in my life. And I was like, how old was I? I think we were probably like year, like year 10, year 11. So I don't know how old you are, like 15. And I remember I was around my friend's house and we were like, we really want to make those melt in the middle chocolate puddings. I love them so much. They're my favourite. Yeah, chocolate fondants. But the thing is we didn't have chocolate uh, (laughs) which is like key ingredient to a chocolate fondant so in I honestly don't know what went through our minds in our minds we were like oh no no chocolate what can we replace chocolate with 
and she didn't have like much in the house or this. Um, so we found some melon. No. Yeah, we did. Melon. Now, melon doesn't go in a cake for a reason because it's very watery. But anyway, we replaced chocolate with melon and added this green food colouring. So it reflected that of a melon. And we bet they were honestly disgusting. Did you eat it? Well, we tried it. But you know what? Visually... They were green and had a melted green middle. Visually, they were intriguing. To taste, revolting. I can't believe you just insulted my oatmeal cookies after that. <laughs> yeah, that was years ago. Um, I've got scared to be in my kitchen in the last few days. I was sat in the lounge a few days ago. I just like the peripheral. I just saw this little like black circle moving around. Um to my left and I was like what on earth and I looked and I've just got this little mouth staring back at me and he ran away as soon as I could see him so he's just there hiding somewhere are you are you worried he's gonna have uh, contaminated things I'm not even necessarily sure it was a mouse it was a very quick glance and I just thought aren't I supposed to be absolutely tiny yeah I think they are well was this decent this was a decent sized mouse well I think don't. I won't, but you know what I'm thinking. What colour was it? Black. <laughs> this is why living in Tooting is not the same as living in the New Forest. We had a mouse once, and we we don't kill any animals in this family. Like we wouldn't put the we wouldn't put down like a, a mouse trap. So what we did is we got a bourbon biscuit tied a string around the bourbon biscuit and balanced a um a box on the edge like props the bourbon biscuit up vertical put the the box on it and then waited outside the room with the string mate that's a lot of that lot of time you're giving up for this mouse hours it worked captured him released him in the forest i would never go near this mouse this is a dad job Oh no, I I I I can pick up mice. I can pick up anything. I don't mind. So I don't get scared of spiders or anything. I remember I had this this resident spider in our bathroom once, Cecil. And every time I was in the bathroom, Cecil was there. So I said like one of those really lovely like spindly ones. They don't move very fast. Anyway, so my parents went on holiday. This was years back, and um. We have a dog sitter that comes to stay and her name's Pat. And I went into the, the bathroom one day and Cecil wasn't in his usual spot. And I was like, where's where's Cecil? And I, I come out and I said, Pat, I said, where's, I said, where's the spider? Have you seen a spider in the bathroom? She said, oh, yeah. She was like, I saw it. And she said, I got it with tissue and I flushed him. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I, did, I couldn't speak to Pat for the rest of the evening. <laughs> Cecil was no more. It really saddened me. I said, Pat, Cecil wasn't doing anything. Cecil was just in the corner. And she was like, oh, but it's horrible. And I was like, I can't believe that. I was like, at least put him in a cup and put him outside, but no. What did you say? What was his name? Cecil. He felt like a Cecil. Pat's messed up, isn't she? He? She. She. 
You know what? I think a lot of people do, though. They do. I mean, what would you do if you saw a spider? I would shout, Dad, and then leave the room. Oh, see, um, what? yeah, but you're, I don't know what your dad does with it. Oh, my God, we've literally digressed. So <laughs> let, let's go back because your mouse like, sent us on a detour. But basically, what I was saying at the very start of this conversation was that cooking and that kind of home baking, all of that like amazing stuff, I think is one of the main things that people want to take out of lockdown and continue on this idea of taking time and having more time is something that people want to want to bring forward out of out of lockdown really I think this idea of, of slowing down and really kind of appreciating things that maybe before you were rushing yeah 100% just kind of like on an end note like it's I've really appreciated time away from screens now because obviously you are so dependent on them for work and like connecting with people and like just your social part as well as like work and things like that but I just really appreciate now like putting my phone down or like going on a walk without my phone and just actually like looking at people that sounds weird again but like just noticing the people and stuff around you instead of kind of being glued down to your phone and things and I just think um that's something that 100% I'm taking out after this because um I think it's really important to not be on our phones all the time and not always just be completely glued to screen to screens screens yeah no I think it's that idea of yeah because we've all been a lot of us have been working from home or well those lucky enough been working from home and I think this kind of increased kind of lockdown time yeah you, you find that you've got this sort of more time in your hands and I think with more time you just yeah you become more observant of things you you actually do stuff that when on, on a day-to-day normal basis you'd be like oh, I don't have time to do that I'm too tired like all of that so I just thought sorry this just came to me something that really has changed me and I'm gonna really try my absolute best to stick to this is um people have actually said to me that I'm doing really well in terms of like playing games because there would be a time when no one would for the obvious reasons that I've discussed before but they've said because obviously I'm so desperate just for a bit of like human contact and you get so bored on the days where it is just like rainy outside and things I am doing so well at losing a game and not throwing over a table or like calling my mum or going to the toilet to cry. I'm maturing in ways that I never thought I could. And I think that's a huge thing for me to take away after all this. That's that's really big for you. And I know that <laughs> I know that that's a big step for you to be able to lose what's the what's what's the word? Like lose well at a game. Lose gracefully. Lose I mean that's a that's a big thing for you. So I must say, if you can, if you can take that away, maybe we can play a board game one day. I've never played a board game with you, but you put me off ever. Oh, Poppy, let's do it. I'm a new person. We'll have a great time. But no, I'm a little bit scared. <laughs> I won't lie. I'm I'm scared of winning. I'd probably like you know you know monopoly when you roll the dice and you land on go and you get 400 instead of 200 i think with you i'd be so petrified that if i rolled and then i knew i'd be landing on the go to get extra money i'd like turn the dice (laughs) for your own health yeah just in case i'd be like i want to survive this evening so i'll just land on mayfair instead and pay a 900 pound well do you know what if that's the attitude you're going to come in with then you'll do very well playing a board game with me so let's do it 
All right, let's do it. On that note, guys, I think I think that's all we got time for. Otherwise, we'll go on for ages. But um, thanks for tuning in to episode four of Life Without the Edit, and uh, speak to you soon. Bye.